I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wales win, Germany are through to the World Cup finals and Brereton Diaz does it again. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday the 12th of October. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Memphis Depay. Well, if you are, Brass, I've got some questions. Please, yeah. continue. <laughs> Have you been practicing? Guys, we are uh, in our little rooms today. We're remote. One of the gang has got the sniffles. So bear with, but we are bringing all the football love to you nonetheless. So stick with us. Uh, how are you doing in your, in your PJs, Jim? Looking well? Um, I actually don't own pyjamas. Um, I'm increasingly Oof. thinking that I should get some. <laughs> That's a saucier so. response than I was expecting. Yeah. Is it? Or am I just not like a... You know, like a Victorian man. Do people actually wear pyjamas? I don't know. Well, what that implies is that you sleep in the nude, Campbell. Well, I'd, I'd, I'm a bit nude, <laughs> like, but not like... Well, you're a bit nude now. Just Well, under my clothes. But I mean, like, I just sleep in underwear, right? So I just the idea of wearing clothes to bed seems very formal to me. Mm. I, have, I have a relative who wears underwear under their pyjamas. Yeah, and see, that's the worst of both worlds, isn't it? You don't get the sort of silky smoothness of the pyjamas or the, or the fun of nudity. 
What's he trying to hold back? What's the deal? What 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 is that about? Two layers at, at bedtime. Uh, it, uh, apparently, we're the weird ones. But I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Let us know how you sleep, listeners. Anyone anyone weirder than pyjamas with underwear? Shirtfootballramble.com. Or you can tweet us. But but first listen to the show. We're going to tell you about Wales winning 1-0 against Estonia. Kiefer Moore with the winner. Didn't really look much like a winner, did it? It sort of dribbled into the goal. Danny Wars in the Wales goal with a man of the match performance. Three saves from 10 attempts. A lovely one off that... um, Sinowski, Sinowski, amazing shot. Yeah, kind of making See, this up is... for his terrible blunder in the previous game, uh, but pretty enjoyable most of it. Although not a classic, Jim. No, but this is—I was going to say this is one of those World Cup qualifiers where it's just about getting the job done, isn't it? Because you're going to go there; it's going to be really, really hard work. It's going to feel like a like a drain to play. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't look like a fun experience for for Wales, did it? And they said as much after the game. But you know, I think they were probably quite disappointed not to not to beat Estonia at home. Um, and the point was made afterwards that they're actually, you know, they're quite a hard team to beat, very very well organised. So it's you know that that's actually a really really impressive result. Even though people were talking before about how they might you know really turn on the style and smash them, they picked quite an, quite an attacking lineup to try and try and eke out that win, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, they had to win it any which way, didn't they, really? Because especially after drawing both games now with the Czechs, they, they have it in their hands. And um, they have the game in hand as well, obviously, which um, could help them get into second place. So um, it's really difficult. When you come out of a tournament, which um, you do quite well in, and all of a sudden you've, you're faced with a really difficult qualifying task, it's, it's super yeah. hard, I think, to get yourself up for that again. And they've they've done really well first to get that result in the Czech Republic and, and and then to just get this win because as you said I, I think not getting through in the first game was living in their heads a little bit it would have been worse if they hadn't have scored in the first quarter of an hour and uh, allow me to retort Kate I thought that was the most noble of away day winners just to- towed and dribbling over <laughs> the line that's yeah. the sort of yeah. winner you want in an away game I think yeah, I guess you are right. It's mad, isn't it, to think that Wales obviously qualified. They're their regulars on the European Championship scene and famously reached those 2016 semifinals and then the last 16 this summer. But they haven't played in a World Cup since making their only appearance in 1958. Wow. Which, that was before even you were with us, wasn't it, Brass? Well, I don't know about that. I was a toddler, though. So, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Pele World Cup. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's right. So it, it would be a, a huge deal to them. And, um, you know, when, when you think about, say, Northern Ireland getting to the Euros in, in, in 2016 and, and now, even though knowing from friends who follow Northern Ireland, there's such an extraordinary positivity around them. They've not managed to carry on with that, whereas Wales have. And to take the next step by by going to a World Cup would be absolutely fantastic for them, especially as I, I don't want to go on about them not having Gareth Bale for, for this, but it is an absolutely massive deal. You you can't get away from that. You know, the, the fact that they're, you know, not entirely reliant on him and not entirely reliant on Newcastle United's Aaron Ramsey either, I, I think is, <laughs> is, is quite important to note Connor Roberts just shows up every single time he's been great in in both of these games after being terrific uh in in the Euros so it does feel whereas 
they're still a little bit underrated whales they've got yeah. a lot more than, than than people would like to admit i i, I think and they're, they're definitely growing so thomas doing a great job on his first start as well at wing back no it's a it was the team performance definitely mm. joe roden as well uh appears to be really growing into a sort of almost like a senior figure for wales excellent clearance off the line very sort of like calm measured defending from him so i mean wales i think part of it is because of their away support is so so notoriously good and so much like a family but they almost feel like um like an underdog club side do you know what i mean yeah and it's it's really it's quite infectious yeah it's cool gareth bale though he's uh he's you mentioned him uh, Brass, he's busy at the, he's injured, but he, he's been at the Spanish Open at the weekend. He says he's the best golfer at Real Madrid, but actually only Thibaut Courtois plays apart from him. <laughs> um, he, he was speaking to, he spoke to a mate of mine who says he's a top, top lad. That was the, uh, that's where we got the quotes from. I was trying yeah. to get some, I was trying to get some, some dirt, some, it's a Spurs fan, uh, friend who does the pod that, um, or one that does like a golf pod and supposedly Gareth Bale is a big fan of it. Oh. Do we believe that? I think we do, don't we? Well, see, it's it's funny to me, the the amount of like criticism Gareth Bale gets for liking and playing golf for is having amazing a hobby, to me. basically. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. we, we are really not that far away from from the days when clubs had notorious and almost competitive drinking clubs. Like, yeah. it's like, it's it's just playing another sport. Yeah, as long as yeah. he does his stretches, I'm all there, right there, about it. There is that there is that inference that it's not drinking or playing computer games. So what on earth are you doing? But yeah, oh, I, I, get I, I think, you. I, I think yeah. it is it is quite it is quite interesting. I mean, it's it's been used as a, a, a stick to beat him, a club to beat him with, in in the, in the Spanish press for, for for quite a long time. But I, I think that's hilarious that um, he's the best golfer at Real Madrid because no one else plays. It's a bit like yeah. that. Um, do you remember that uh, Tony Hawk book um, uh, playing the Moldovans at tennis, where he has a bet at the beginning with Arthur Smith, another comedian. Um, when they're when they're watching uh, England beat Moldova four 0 at Wembley, and he says because he was like Sussex under sixteen champion or something, he says I, I reckon I could beat all these lot uh, at tennis. And Arthur Smith says, well, you couldn't because they're intrinsically good at sport. People who are good at football are, are just good at all sports. So he has to track down all these the eleven that started for Moldova as part of the bet <laughs> and um, play them all at tennis, some of whom have never seen a tennis racket before. <laughs> but he, he still basks in the glory, which is, I guess, very much yeah. like uh, Gareth Gareth Bale. Yeah, you've got to set up the conditions of the event, of the competition, don't you, yeah. to favour you. I think that's just eminently sensible. Said like I a mean, true only child. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth and Tebow aren't playing golf like at the training ground, are they? They're doing that separately. Because I can see why you might have an issue with that. You mean they don't play against each other? Like during Real Madrid training? This is where move speculation starts, Jim, because of course they have that incredible putting green at the front of the Spurs training ground, yeah, which, right, repu right. which reputedly only Harry Kane was allowed to use before uh, Gareth Bale turned up. <laughs> wow. Is that healthy? You, is that what you've heard or is that a joke? <laughs> no, I it can't be right, true. can it? I don't... Oh, I don't know. Are you bristling, Kate? I feel, I feel my, like you're yeah, bristling. My, my mind is absolutely blown. <laughs> well, I that. can imagine because Harry Kane's got that sort of, you know, 
cigarette card footballer sort of sheen to him, despite oh, yeah. being in the 21st century. I can imagine him playing with one of those like really long putters, you know, like Sam Torrance used to have, where you hold yeah. it up by your face. I, I can imagine Harry Kane going going to his car and getting one of those out of the boot, can't you? <laughs> yeah, I would. I hung around by that putting green, taking the odd, trying to take the odd covert photo when I was lost at the training ground. They don't like it, so there definitely is the reason you you got me with that idea about Harry Kane is there's definitely. I mean, I'm sure I. I don't fit into the hierarchy, but there's definitely a strong hierarchy as to who is allowed to go anywhere near that special, special putting green. Um, I don't know. Would so no, moving on to Germany four, North Macedonia nil. I don't know if the German side would be allowed allowed on it, but they managed to put their home loss back in March behind them. But it's really in the annoyed first me. Half, it was a relentless barrage <laughs> of misses, wasn't it, Jim? Were you it hopeful was. for the North Macedonians? Uh, no, I was just hoping that Germany would like finished. We'd we'd knock them yeah. out of the Euros, you know, like right. piss off, like just just be in the doldrums for longer than this. I thought we'd you don't want to have to like worry about Germany when you get to a tournament, but they're already qualified. They're the first team to do it, aren't they? It's like oh for God's sake, is this how long it takes for them to regenerate? Like Doctor Who. Just <laughs> stop it. I don't know if we call this proof that they've that they've regenerated would we you, you might be right but I guess, I guess they're always pretty strong in, in qualifying aren't they so um, maybe it's you know actually qualifying form tends to become irrelevant when you get to the tournament don't you apart from you know I mean Italy kind of proved that not to be the case in the Euros but broadly speaking it's you know that is the case um what but, did you mention it yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I was happy to see was Timo Werner um, get a couple of goals. He actually looked pretty, he looked a bit more like the Leipzig Timo Werner, just with a uh, couple of quite clinical finishes. And really, I'm impressed really good goals. by, I'm impressed by you how. You say that. I mean, yes, they were good, but how much space do they want? The second goal was a lovely finish, but how much space do you want to give a man to allow yeah. him to finish? But I think the thing is, though, when, when you're a player like Timo Werner, who who's built his reputation on being quite a clinical finisher and a bit of a poacher, like maybe picking up a half chance. Sometimes those mistakes happen in games and you've got to be there to capitalise on it. And that's the type of player that he, he he seems to have been coming from Germany and we've seen a bit less of it for Chelsea. And I, I'm not saying I want him to start banging in the goals for Chelsea because they're terrifying enough as it is really, but just sort of on a personal level, I quite like Timo Werner as he seems absolutely unfazed by the sort of criticism he's had. And it's it's nice to see him at his best really. Yeah, and he got a lot in Germany over the weekend because um, in the first game they played against Romania, they got given a penalty in the fourth minute for an alleged foul on Werner, which uh, Junet Chakia went back and removed after VAR. And so he's got this enormous reputation as as, as being a diver in, in, in Germany and, and people started on that again. So um, Hansi Flick, who is very much a man to defend his players sort of came out and um, stuck up for Werner after this. But I, I think going back to the manner of these two goals against North Macedonia, mm. I think the finishes are important rather than the space because he creates the space already. He gets his share of chances. He's just got into missing them all or missing yeah. most of them. That has, that has been the thing. So it's never been a question of ability with him because he's got the ability to find the space and thus score the goals in the Premier League. But it's, it's, it's been in his head. So, you know, if he can turn it around from here, it'd be interesting to see if him and Lukaku can click long-term, whether 
Chelsea have semi-written him off already. I mean, I do think it will take a really incredible spell of Timo Werner form for him to have a long-term future at Chelsea, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And a first international goal for Jam- England's Jamal Musiala as well. <laughs> I saw yeah. his, uh, his, one of his school teachers has been saying that, that it was amazing having him in the school team because he scored 112 goals in 36 games. Which I don't know about you guys, but that does seem a tiny bit unreasonable when you're going up against fellow, I don't know, 10, 11 year olds. I imagine those guys are just crushed for life off the back of that. Yeah. I mean, it's astonishing, isn't it? You get players like that where, you know, they, they make a break to them. You hear numbers like that. I remember Wayne Rooney and Alan Shearer being similar. And it's always a sign that someone's going to go on and like not just have a professional career, but a career right at the top level. So, I mean, it's, it's a shame we missed out on him, isn't it? But we don't need him. Don't need him. We got Jesse Lingard. We're fine. Uh, that was that was Yogi Love's parting gift, wasn't it? Making sure that Musiala came over to to Germany. It's interesting because you, you hear about how he um, uh, sort of you know took him out for dinner and um, talked him through his role in the team and all, all that sort of stuff. Put on the real charm offensive. He did take him out for dinner in the hospitality suite at Bayern. <laughs> it's like, here, some of your own food. Enjoy yourself. Have as much as you like. If you, wa- that- if you want to have that second can of beans and another packet of super noodles, you go for it. It's all yeah. yours. Whatever you want. It's like that classic thing of being at, uh, you know, someone's birthday and there's a tab and some bloke offers to get you a drink. You're like, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks, for that. Right. thanks for that lovely free drink. I really Although, appreciate actually- you carry- carrying it. I will say, whenever we've been to places with free bars, Pete Donaldson insists on buying and paying for a round because oh, I yeah. think, I don't know What's why he does it. Uh, I don't does, know. He always want, <laughs> does he always want something very niche off menu? So he's like, no, oh, we I think the it's... Patron. We need the champagne cocktail with, I don't know, I can't think of a complicated cocktail, but you know what I'm, at, I'm getting at, with egg white in. I don't want to psychoanalyze him too much because that way madness lies. <laughs> yes good moment to move on you're probably right uh kai havertz said that he he was talking about his open when he had that open goal against man city in the champions league final he thought about turning into a meme if he missed he says these moments they're always the worst because you think if i miss this one then of course you're on youtube on instagram and in every meme so i was just thinking please i have to score now i don't know i go backwards and forwards about whether i i like thinking and hearing about footballers knowing about themselves in the real world do you know what i mean guys like yeah you it's a, it's not i mean much more extreme thinking about the euros final obviously but it's not dissimilar in concept to, to realizing the level of pressure brass some of the for these kids is not just the pressure in the moment and the pressure that they put on themselves and all the other pressures it's also just this <laughs> twats like us talking about them uh, to, to, to me it's a good indication of how time works in the minds of footballers because to me he gets the chance he scores whereas to him he's got the chance to think oh yeah don't miss it and don't turn up on what is there instagram uh youtube (laughs) facebook snapchat (laughs) and it's like uh, you know how great players have all the time in the world i can't believe he had enough time to think about all that stuff before sticking it in the back of the net but fair play to him that's that's elite level footballers for you i guess yeah, maybe they've got a relationship with all of the tech platforms. He has to make sure, you know, that he caught all of them, even in his own brain. All of these tech platforms are available. <laughs> uh, Netherlands beat Gibraltar 6-0. They've scored 29 goals in qualification, the most of any side. But that's not the important thing. The important thing, Jim, is that Louis van Gaal shouted Sparta as he walked out of his press conference. 
he is the gift that keeps on giving, isn't he? Um, yeah, just of course he did. You know, now they've vanquished Gibraltar. I mean, who are the Spartans <laughs> in that? How are the Dutch the Spartans in that? In that Maybe situation? Maybe he was supporting Gibraltar in that situation. I think, I think, isn't it? Isn't it because Sparta Rotterdam are his like was his main team from when he was a a, a, a player and. They're playing. They were playing in Rotterdam, but at the Feyenoord Stadium. Ah. So it's 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 basically like if this sounds if, like it's, it's basically <laughs> like like, like if Gary Neville was the manager of England and they were playing a, a game at Anfield and he got up from his seat at the end of the press conference and went United. Yeah, that's that's what it's like. <laughs> that I, makes I think so you much have to more sense. That. Yeah, I do. I do respect that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Louis. Uh, great oh, performance from the Dutch, brilliant. wasn't it? <laughs> yes, carry on. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm Andy, how do you feel about Memphis not getting a hat-trick because he missed a penalty against Gibraltar? Great save well, by he, the goalkeeper. What, what? That's one for his, like, you know, sticker book, isn't it? But Well, well, well it, it was as well. Bradley Bander, it was his first game for Gibraltar's senior team and he saved the Memphis penalty. I mean, I, I, I think that just goes to show how all-round wonderful Memphis is, that he ran the game, scored a couple of goals and created an unforgettable moment yeah. for a, a player making his, his, his way in the game. It's, it's it's quite beautiful. He got his revenge yeah. though, didn't he, with another penalty, which he made sure not to miss. Absolutely leathered that one in. He laced it, didn't he? But but yeah. the thing the thing that annoyed me when it when it was very well saved actually by Bando is, is is the fact that it's one of those ones where you could tell on the analysis, certainly over here, people would kind of ah oh, well, no run up. You know, overlooking the fact that that's just his penalty routine and that's what works for him. And in fact, if you don't run up is you know you don't really telegraph where you're putting it normally, yeah. do do you? So um, look, he, he has a super time, and I don't care if it was against Gibraltar. It was it was really fun to to, to watch. Nice to see uh, Genie Vinealdum get a little run out as well. He's been talking about how grumpy he is at uh, um, PSG recently. Um, I mean, we we heard all that, didn't we, Kate? About um, uh, Paul Ince saying how Ole Gunnar Solskjaer misled. Donny van der Beek. It sounds like Vinealdum feels that way about about Pochettino. I mean, oh, I don't, no. I don't, I don't want to get on Pochettino. He's had this week where you know he's he's sort of been munching on salt bay steaks and all, all, all the rest of it. I mean, your hero's getting a bit of a kicking, isn't he? Yeah, Pochettino as well. <laughs> <laughs> as we know, Kate, you have sampled the salt bay steak. Yeah, by accident. It's mad that actually. By by, by, ac- by accident. I'll have by the most accident. expensive steak on the menu. Yeah. No, Can you I, put some I won't flakes have to of gold on my steak, please. <laughs> you joke, but I, well, I, I don't know. I guess there are tiers of it. I don't think I had the, I think I probably had the cheapest one on the menu, but like it was in Qatar. Everything's expensive in Qatar. We just went to the steak place. It was newish when my dad was out and we got it. And it just, I don't know. Am I allowed to say it looked kind of mangy and we didn't know it was a Your thing. steak had mange. It was- wow. <laughs> That's not a ringing endorsement, is it? Look, look, I just, it just, I don't know. It's all grease and stuff, isn't it? You've seen the videos. And, um, did you get him just, come to the table? Did, no, did he come to the I, table for you? No, I don't, or maybe, I don't know. I'd have to ask my dad. There was a guy fuffing yeah. about. Dad, but I, was I there a weird little pratty fellow <laughs> <laughs> dropping salt from really high up for no obvious reason? I fucking think there was now we say it. And I just totally was like, <laughs> I, I, like, I tell you what, this is what this is, is your this is your calling do? card, Mace. I think that all these footballers and celebrities eat out of yeah. his hand, and he's like, yeah. um, 
Um, um. Are you just blanking him? I love it. And old Howard was just like totally nonplussed by the entire affair. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Anyway, what what do I know about culinary achievements? Fuck all, that's for sure. Um, Maricardi's going to St James's Park, by the way. Speaking of uh, of. I don't know, places that need to up their restaurant game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, you'll know better than us, Brass. Um, but you apparently know, you know Wonder, his wife and agent, doesn't want to leave Paris, which frankly is probably fair enough, isn't it? No, but she didn't want to leave uh, Milan either. So I, For I, someone I who seems say... to be supposed to influence his career a hell of a lot, she doesn't seem to have much uh, you know, ability to influence where she gets to live. You say that, I think she is as good as agents get, Wanda Icardi, because, um, you know, she managed to parlay um, Paris Saint-Germain's desperation to have a centre forward, not necessarily him, into, I think, an extra couple of million a year for him. Um, She does does a brilliant job. And um, yeah, I, I think she would add some interesting glamour not just some glamour some interesting glamour to the whole Newcastle United thing I would absolutely love to see Icardi here I I think it would be fantastic as well as the fact you know he is one of the best finishers in the world he doesn't do anything when he hasn't got the ball but who cares about that stuff yeah people will absolutely love him Newcastle does have a great food game but I do think it is the next natural step that there is a Nuzret opened in the stadium somewhere don't you <laughs> I'd say let's go but I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't notice alright let's take a, <laughs> let's take a quick break shall we then we're going to head to South America and hopefully some interesting glamour to come in the second half hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Hazel Hayes. And I'm Sheehan Todd. And welcome to our brand new podcast, We're Not Fucking Historians. It sounds like I'm saying we're not fucking historians. Yeah, we're saying we're not experts. We're not historians ourselves. Not that we're not having sex with historians. No historians getting fucked on this pod. Zero historians getting fucked on this podcast. We are, in fact, your alternative guide to Irish history. Every week we prize open the history books and find a new tale from the Emerald Isle's colourful past. We're exploring Ireland's traditions, its rich heritage and its long, proud history of being invaded by literally anyone with a boat. 
The Vikings were showing up at the monastery going, where's that booty? The earliest booty it's call. <laughs> it's the booty call you didn't want. <laughs> 50 Scandinavian Vikings showed up. Or our biggest celeb, St Paddy. He says he prayed up to 100 times a day and sometimes during the night. <laughs> That's what a five-year-old would say. I've prayed 100 times, I swear. Patrick also said he was fastest in his slippers. <laughs> He's a fucking belly bullshitter. <laughs> if, like us, you're the kind of person who's interested in history, but not so interested that you'd go read a book about it or listen to actual experts, then this is the show for you. This is history done differently, with a couple of facts and plenty of crack. So, join us on our journey through Ireland's past. Search We're Not Fucking Historians on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember... We're not, we're not fucking, fucking historians. historians. <laughs> Sorry, I was far too faster. We're Not Fucking Historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Me, Jim, and Andy in your ears today. All in our pyjamas. It's a pyjama party in your ears <laughs> on a Tuesday. Lovely stuff, except no, because as we ascertained in the first half, Jim doesn't own any, so what is he wearing? That's one for you to think on. Now it's time for these. If you've got something for us, shoveforamble.com. Yes, uh, Faisal has been in touch. He says, I'd like to chime in on the longest round trip you've done to watch your team lose. I was stateside when my beloved national team of Jordan beat Uzbekistan on pens in World Cup qualifying to make it to the continental playoffs. Jordan in the World Cup, hell yes! The prospects of it had me absolutely giddy. I swore that whoever Jordan play in the playoffs, I will be there to witness this. The draw happened. We could have gotten Costa Rica. Ended up getting Uruguay with all of Forlan, Cavani and Suarez up front. <laughs> oh Lord. Not deterred by their star-studded team, I proceeded to fly from LA to Jordan via Dubai, a total of 15,400 kilometers one way with the sole intention Ooh. of watching the match. We lost 5-0. Never had a sniff. <laughs> Looking back, I should have known this would happen when the day before the match, the Jordanian national team were preparing like mad while the full Uruguayan team, including coaches and staff, were photographed having a lovely day out on the beach at the Dead Sea. Takes a fucking piss. <laughs> Never bothered with the return leg. Oh, yeah, it's got to be chastening. What Although a trip, on the upside, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I guess on the upside, that's sort of them paying respect uh, to... Jordan's lovely natural surroundings. Yeah, the, the in de- a way. The Dead Sea. Yeah, you know, they're saying we respect you, not as a footballing nation, but as a holiday destination. As a, as a destination, yeah. I mean, 15,400 miles, that is, that's going to take some beating, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, imagine. Like try and beat Faisal. Imagine the air miles. Imagine the air miles. I think it's got quite a happy ending, but there you go. I think uh, air miles are a myth, really, Brass. I feel like I've been collecting them. I feel like I've been collecting them my entire life. Uh, 10.2 million people live in Jordan, by the way, which is just about, it's the same sort of uh, population as London. So that is, mm. that is pretty impressive to get that far. 
Yeah, they did well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've got one from Luke here, one of many people who've been in touch about their mad driving instructors. On the subject of driving instructors, I got chatting to mine in our first lesson about football, as you do, and he mentioned the film Mike Bassett, England Manager. After I told him I'd never seen it, he then proceeded to play the entire film in installments on his phone over the course of a few lessons. Oh, he told days. me that it was important for me to know what it was like driving while distracted. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> i passed wow what effort i mean yeah judging on his results it's amazing One of my driving instructors used to just use our driving lesson to hit on women out of the out of the window oh, is that a what? common is that a common experience yeah we because it was i was learning in london so we'd go quite slowly and so you just wind the window down and be like chatting to babes uh, my experience so was weird. um my <laughs> experience know. was been given a um the the lid of a biscuit tin to practice not crossing my hands on the steering wheel because it was considered too unsafe for me to cross my hands on the steering wheel by the instructor so i sat there in a car with the lid of a biscuit tin sort of you know just feeding it round like, like turning it basically without crossing my arms you use the word feeding there. Is that is the were the biscuits still involved or Oh if it... only. If only. Oh, sorry to hear that. That actually does sound at least kind of constructive. Slightly better than Luke's driving instructor here and and my one. Who definitely will remain nameless. Mm, definitely. I mean I did pass, but I had a number of driving instructors, so I'm not sure we can I'm not sure we can let at his feet. Uh show at footballramble.com, tweet us at football ramble. We love hearing from you. Now, as we always cover the extremely serious stuff here on the Football Ramble, probably time to talk about the Brazil-Colombia game where Neymar seemed to be trying to give Yerry Mina a kiss on the lips during a scrap. Yeah, it's an interesting tactic that, isn't it? I, was it a kiss he was trying to do? I, I... It looked, really looked like it. <laughs> if I was Yerry Mina, I'd be like, all right, mate, I'm not your sister. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> To, to me, it recalled um, the often forgotten love affair between David Beckham and Alpi. You remember yes. during, uh, during the uh, England-Turkey qualifiers? That, yeah. that, that was that was fun. Um, Beckham really took a shine to him. And when I say took a shine to him, people forget what a good beta David Beckham was. He was yes. excellent, wasn't he? But, but do you remember yeah. the reaction to that, though? I mean, it was he at Villa at the time and they like ended up releasing yeah. him shortly afterwards and like people were like hanging effigies and stuff. It's really, really over the top. It's almost like people are a bit mad in football, it isn't is. it? Lionel Messi became the first South American to score 80 international goals. That was yesterday in Argentina's 3-0 win over Uruguay. You know, we talk about how people invent records for Messi and Ronaldo. This is yeah. an invented record. The first South American to score 80 international goals. Come on. Yeah, I was totally convinced by it. It sounds massive. It's a lot of it's goals, a, isn't it, Brussels? It's excellent. It's excellent. But I, I'm not sure it's a landmark. Yeah, the goal was that, also Ronaldo. a pass. You can't even so, be a South American, you tosser. No, nah, exactly. Yeah, take that. The goal was a pass, though, wasn't it? It just, I think everybody um, just gets scared when Messi, like, moves the ball. So they freeze a little bit and everyone froze and the pass just went all the way in. I think you can empathise with that happening, though, Jim, can't you? Oh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like it doesn't... Yeah, the older he gets, the less he'll need to do, as he already is, I guess, but the less he'll need to do, right? Because every time he yeah. turns up... People freak out. The idea of him is is terrifying. It's the same with Ronaldo, isn't it? You, you see people lose their confidence when they're when they're faced with either of them, and that is, you know, that's a 
what a luxury that is. You've got to be Amazing. a certain level of player to inspire that. Yeah, that's that's actually really interesting. When we do our Messi Ronaldo podcast at some point, Jim, we'll we'll go into that. <laughs> we'll go into that more. Luis Suarez, do you remember um, we were on about his explaining his phone call celebration against Barcelona yeah. this the other weekend, and he and he I've lost track of how many explanations he made, but he said something about oh, it was just about my mates calling me, and and if they they know my Wasn't number, letting these kids know that still. they could call him. Yeah, it was Which, very yeah. weird. Yeah. Anyway, either way, as as may have been obvious to everybody, um, it, he sort of now implied and said that actually Ronald Koeman is a tosser, basically, and said he lacks personality. Although I don't know, you guys, like, given that the main aim of a, being a manager at Barcelona is was initially to just keep Messi happy, and yeah. Messi thinks that managers are, are kind of idiots anyway. Um, maybe, maybe Jim having a personality is not that useful that might actually yeah. be a disguised compliment I mean I don't know Ronald Koeman but from what I can tell he seems to have quite a big personality um, but I think <laughs> I think this might be a bit of a translation issue I think I think Suarez is saying that he lacks character and lacks the kind of fortitude to just actually treat him with respect it's still ridiculous what happened there and it's really funny to me that Suarez won't stop going on about it I guess people keep asking him about it but um, yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. you're probably well, right actually Twitch, apparently right that's where all right. of this stuff sneaks out yeah. isn't it on t- they, yes. they, lo- they let it's, their guard down. Yeah, it's, it's unfiltered, isn't it? He said the Cumin phone call to tell me that he was not counting on me lasted 40 seconds. It is not the way to get rid of a legend. I think that's fair enough, isn't it? As, as much as we've it's all been not, sort of laughing right. at him for not letting it go, it's, it is ridiculous and it's come back to, well, to bite them appropriately enough. Um, but yeah, <clears> I... Um, I, I, you're right, though. It's interesting. We, I mean, we spoke to Simon Cooper recently on the book club um, about his new book, and I, I recommend it um, because it was, it was a fantastic, a fantastic read, and he was an excellent interview. And he spoke about how actually the head coach at Barcelona, certainly in re- recent times, they do need to have been a little bit malleable because it is all about just essentially keeping Messi happy. And I, I, I mean, I did, yeah, Kuman obviously, but that's that that's the irrelevant. thing, isn't it, Jim? If, if you're Kuman and doing what the club want you to do, by the way, by getting rid of Suarez, because the club yeah. want to get rid of him. It's just Kuman is, is given the job. And he's like, well, what's, who's the most blunt guy we've got on the staff? I know, yeah. Ronald, we've got a little job for you. And <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you're getting rid of Messi's best mate, I mean, what difference is 40 seconds or four minutes or 40 <laughs> minutes going to make really? I don't know, about 30 goals for Atletico in the next season, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Given we're in a section about international goal-scoring legends, guys, it seems only fair to mention Ben Brereton-Diaz has scored another goal for Chile in their 2-0 win over Paraguay. Lovely little goal from a tight angle. Everybody went mental. (laughs) I love how much he's loved there. It's just it's what a beautiful, weird story. I love how football throws these things up. Like just, I, I enjoyed the detail in uh, Nick Miller's article about him this week when he said when he first went there, when Chile was still on the red list, it was like fair, fair operation to get him to arrive in Chile. And when they looked at his passport in Madrid, where he went through, they were like, hang on. You're born in Stoke-on-Trent and you've got a Chilean passport. Yeah, right. And there, there was there was like a strong possibility that he wasn't going to be allowed to to get on the flight to Santiago de Chile because they just wow. thought it was a fake. Wow. Did, he, I, did it say whether he had Diaz on his on his passport name? Because that could be another issue. Well, it's, it's, it's most important to get it on the shirt before the passport, Kate. I think that's yeah. clear. 
I love the yeah, idea that, that is- these these border guards were thinking, nah, this guy's just trying to fly out to Chile, Chile and like like blag his way into the national team. <laughs> like surely he would have mentioned why he was going. Well, the fun doesn't stop people because there are plenty more World Cup qualifiers to come tonight, including England facing off against Hungary at Wembley after being inspired, presumably, Buster victory, watching the under-21s win 1-0 against Andorra last night. Win's a win. That's what it's all yeah. about. And we're going, aren't we, Brass? Yeah, hooray. excited. Have you, oh, you, yeah, Very much so. Have you patched your shirt and your face paint? Yeah, all of them things, although I'm a bit worried it's going to get washed off in the rain. Yeah, but, don't uh, worry about it. I'm going to bring the back. I've got my backup sorted, so you won't right. need to worry too much. Oh, about oh what? What? Am I going to get the England flag tattooed on my face? Is that your backup? Yes, I think so. I was thinking we'd just do um, like temporary tattoos, Jim. I don't, I don't want him yeah. to have it like on his face all the time. Cause, Absolutely not. Yeah, got to get but, the severe one think- on and the Leon one. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to rotate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited to go. As or am I? I don't know. I still feel. Yeah, sad. you Who's love England, up? Kate. Come on, don't you, don't you dare start losing faith. I feel. I just am nervous about going to Wembley again. After I don't know. Uh, I know it's going to be I think you need I feel a bit Kate. Sad. Yeah. I think you need a sesh with Eileen Drury before you get there to get okay. you in the zone. Yeah. All right then. He doesn't. Glenn Hoddle's been on about on about her, hasn't he? Is that why you bring her up? Inf- inf- he doesn't regret appointing her as a faith healer during his reign as England manager. I mean, I, sp- I assume she appointed herself as a faith healer. Um, no, I, I mean, he, if it was- he he brought her into the fold, didn't he? She didn't just rock up. Sorry, like I just mean that ben she Burriton. said she's a faith. <laughs> she, said, she said she's a faith healer, right? He's not saying, oh, right, oh yeah. I think you, you seem like a good faith healer. Presumably he didn't feel like he had oh, yeah. expertise in that era. No, because let's be honest, not a single human being alive does. Um, Yeah, it's a weird one to just... Disrespectful to Eileen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And every charlatan like her, Um, like Psychic Sally or (laughs) Sally, as she should be known. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's a weird one, stubborn old man thing to double down on that, isn't it? Just like not, not reflect on it and go, oh yeah, maybe that was a bit much. But, you know, I Jim, guess he on, believes what he believes. On his, honestly, enough. Jim, I, I never had you down as the Ray Parler of the Ramble. <laughs> I'm the well, Robert Pelle as well, surely. Yeah, exactly. He said, <laughs> Ray Parler said when, so I don't know how faith healing works, guys. Perhaps I'm alone in this, um, but it seems as though there's touching. She touches your head. Is that, does that sound so. right? And yeah. supposedly when she did that to Ray Parler, he just went, short back and size, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in my head, I was imagining love at the end there, but I, maybe I've just Im- imagined that. Um, yeah, it didn't seem to help, but what, what can we do? Gareth Southgate says that England have so much competition for places that I have a headache and commit a crime every time I pick a team. That sounds yeah. like something that someone has said in Spanish that's been translated into bad English. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. It's really weird. Yeah. No, but it is I International it's, it's, Week. Yeah, it's, it's fair. Again, though, I mean, this would be the case for any manager. We've got such an embarrassment of riches at the moment, so... It's always yeah. going to be the case, isn't it? I can't wait to see them play. I'm very excited. I shouldn't probably admit this, and you can cut it out if you want, guys, but um, I actually still haven't listened to the post-Euros final ramble. Oh, Couldn't too sad. It. No way. So, yeah, too sad. So I might do that today on the way. 
Come on, England. On the way. Sorry, you're going to listen to that on the way to get yourself pumped up for the game. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing this wrong. Yeah. Do you not think? No. It's it's the worst time to do it. it? (laughs) All right. When do you want me to do it? Well, I don't know. Whenever. A few months ago. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably the day after. Ideally. Fine. <laughs> All right, then. Um, look, tomorrow, it's the three of us again, I think. Is that right? Kate, Jim and Andy, that's what it says oh, that down is, here. That is us. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> One for the football purists. Yeah. So, yes, we'll all be back tomorrow. Uh, say goodbye to everybody, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Brass. Goodbye. See you at Wembley. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to today's Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.